0: Welcome to the Therapy Thursday Show! I am your host, Iyeye Ojewe. Every week, I will be having conversations on mental health, personal development, and all the small or big decisions we can take towards creating an epic change and becoming the best versions of ourselves possible. Sit tight, relax, and let us get right into it. what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of therapy thursday show if you're new here hi my name is yoyo joey on the therapy thursday side of life we talk about all things mental health personal development and all of the small big medium decisions that we can actually take to us becoming the best versions of ourselves possible now listen i know that there's no one who's perfect i know that we don't have it all figured out with tea. And that is why every Thursday I'm on here sharing tips and tricks to, you know, make this life thing a little better and, you know, do it a lot better. So if this is something that resonates with you and something that you will enjoy, do not forget to check out the episode list below. I am very certain that you're going to find something that would absolutely resonate with you and when you do do not forget to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell another friend that we are vibing out out here and you know we just we we just lit we really lit now if you're not you listener of the pod you know that this is a time for how you do with whoop and this is a portion of this podcast where we have created some time and some space to be able to check in with ourselves why because i realized that we spend all day every day checking in with other people trying to ascertain how they're feeling how their day is going what's going on with them and we really do feel to keep tabs with ourselves and checking with ourselves so I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to, you know, check in with you, find out how you're doing, find out what's going on with you, find out the things that you need and what you have to give yourself in this moment. And I will be right back. So take a couple of seconds to do that. See you soon. Have you done that? Good very very good now i'm gonna need you to give yourself the things that you actually need so if you need a bit of rest you know um take time out to rest this weekend if you need um whatever things that you feel like your soul needs that you feel like your mind needs your body needs just take time out to do the things that are good for you and that you need you'll be grateful that you did so you're probably be wondering how am i doing guys i have been sick like i've been under the weather for the past almost two weeks and if anyone noticed like i was off social media last week and there was no episodes last week because i was sick i was really sick couldn't stand up from bed couldn't post anything just sick 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 i think since i moved abroad this will probably be the first time that i've fallen that ill and i'm so grateful for having like family um with me because I, I do not know what i would have done if i was sick and alone you know i was so sick but i'm getting a lot better so that's for physically physically i've been ill i'm just getting better you know i'm going getting slowly into work I had a lot of meetings this week um a lot of projects are starting out and had a lot of meetings on those this week. So I'm getting, you know, easing slowly into it. Emotionally, this week has actually been an emotional roller coaster. Um, you know, one of them ones where something is just nagging at you and you know that you have to address it, but you're like, oh, it's- well, I don't want to get into this because I don't want to give this any thought and give this any energy, but it's still nagging at you. I had to have one of those difficult conversations this week and I had to make an ultimate really um, difficult decision. Um, But I think the thing with growing older, at least in my experience, is the fact that I know exactly what I want I'm not, I'm quite certain about the things that I want in certain aspects of my life. I don't know um, everything, but I think the thing about growth is you've been able to pick certain things from your previous experiences and you've been able to say, mm, that's not gonna work with me, you know. Mm, I'm not so sure about that, you know. Um, and I think that's the best part about growing up. It's the fact that you have these experiences gathered in a bunch and you can say, that's not going to work for me. So I had to have a really difficult conversation this week. It was difficult, but I think it was necessary. And after I've had that conversation, I've had a lot of peace pass through my chest and um, I think emotionally, I'm doing a good seven if we have a scale of one to 10. Seven being calm. Seven being balanced. I feel really balanced right now. Mentally, mentally, um, you know, I have been all over the place, but I've also been able to identify like when I'm having certain negative thought patterns and I've been able to intercept it and say, mm, no, we're not supposed to be thinking that. And um, why are we thinking that? I've been able to do the thing where I replace, just like I tell you people every week. Um, so yeah, mentally, I am also feeling very balanced, very calm, very centered. Although I had um, a very, very overwhelming week. Um, Comment below who you call when things seem very overwhelming. Obviously, I would always lean towards family. Um, So I'd called my dad and I was like, oh, like my head is very hot. I know, um, this adulthood thing is a scam, I want to go back to being a child, This is I can't do this, and my dad really just laughed and he just reminded me of how the biggest thing about facing adulthood challenges is the fact that when you've passed through that phase, um, you've not added one feather to your cup. Now you've gotten through something that's difficult. The other when something else that comes that is difficult comes along again, you're like, Oh, I did this before. I have this in my repertoire. I'm good. This seems hard, but I've passed through hard things and I can actually get through it. So, all in all, mentally and emotionally, I'm doing a good serving. I feel a bit balanced now. and um, spiritually, I'm feeling really good spiritually. Last week. previous week i felt a bit far off and for me when i start feeling far off is when i start feeling like i'm not in my world as i should be if you don't know and you're listening to the pod for the first time i'm christian so um my religion my spirituality is very very important to me i feel like it's one of the biggest driving forces of my life so when I feel like I'm feeling a bit far is when I don't feel like I'm in my world as I used to I don't feel like I'm praying as much as I should or as much as I would want to because for me it's not about your routine it's about your relationship and if they love if you love someone you want to speak to them if you love someone you want to you want to you know take your time with them you want to spend quality time you want to do all of these things. So I am feeling a lot better in my relationship with god this week i'm not feeling far i've been in my word i've started a new bible plan i'm feeling very cozy this week but something happened or something happened this week or i saw something one of one of them too and it made complete sense to me and I feel like I should drop it for anybody who's going through the this phase in their life. Um I'd seen a video of someone saying that the reason why we have a lot of issues or the reason why we feel like we are very discontent and very dissatisfied with our lives is because we have not been able to distinguish between what is cake and what is icing. Let me explain. So you know your entire cake if you're a cake lover you have the base of the cake the one you put in the oven the mm, 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 the nice popping one the base the solid bit and then you have the icing and sometimes you would have a trashy cake and great icing and that's where people people get it wrong you focus many a times we are focused on the icing for example you have you're living in a flat and you're worried about it not being aesthetically pleasing you're worried about it not being instagrammable or tiktokable or you cannot put it on social media it doesn't fit with the aesthetic but the cake is the fact that you have a place you're not homeless you have a place that regulates your nervous system, you have a place that you can call home, your bed is warm, your room is warm, you have warmth. you can actually pay your rights if you're paying rent, you can pay your mortgage if you're paying mortgage, you have food, you might not have the best job, icing, but you are in the path that is going to get you there someday, you might not have the best partner, icing, but you have somebody who listens to you, so all of this the big things at the cake and sometimes we get the ratio between icing and cake really wrong and it really it was like a light bulb moment in my head that we need to appreciate the cakes that we have you have a job cake may not be the best job may not be the best job but you have a job right now you have um you have a house cake may not be the best house may not be the most aesthetically pleasing but you can actually afford it you know you these are the things that we have to fundamentally look at and be grateful for and one thing i know about gratitude is that you infuse gratitude into anything in it brings so much joy because it helps you remember that right like there's so many good things going on and you're not stuck on all the things that are not working So, don't mind me going off on a tangent again, but that really stuck with me this week. And I don't know who that's going to help, but I hope it really helps somebody. That really just talked on my heartstring and I feel like I needed to say that. So, we're back on the series of Cognitive Distortion. If you're just joining the series for the first time, you need to go back like four episodes behind so that you can catch up. But on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about yet another cognitive distortion known as magnification and minimizing, Oh, this one. This is a really good one and I know that this one happens to the best of us. It happened to me last week. The best part about this series is bringing it to your awareness so that when it happens, you are able to call it out and identify it and say, this is a cognitive distortion happening right now. I am minimizing, I am I am magnifying. You can actually call of this thing, I'm disqualifying the positives, I'm overgeneralizing, I'm jumping into conclusions, you can be able to call it out and then you can challenge that thought pattern and replace the thought with better and healthier thoughts that are going to do you well. So before we jump right into this episode, I know we love listening and learning from the podcast, of course, but it should not be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, grab your tea, grab your coffee, close the blanket, your journal, very, very important, and your pen. Tell a friend to tell a friend because therapy is now in session. i see you in a bit. Welcome to episode 5 of the Let's Talk About Cognitive Distortion series and this week we're going to be speaking about magnification or minimization. We can also say that's a that's a mouthful. We can also say magnifying and minimizing. So, what exactly happens in this cognitive distortion? For magnification, um, a person would tend to highlight the importance or exaggerate the importance of insignificant events, like a mistake. Um, this is a situation where a person would only see the negative or they would only highlight the things that everyone around them will consider oh this is such a small thing um Everyone, the whole consensus can feel and tell that this doesn't matter. But a person who magnifies, it matters to them. For example, you know, you're called to give a speech and you worked hard, you're prepared for this speech. But you know how it can go sometimes when you are in a new environment, or you're giving a speech, you tend to get nervous and in your nerves, you probably are going to get tongue-tied at some point. And then you find your balance, you find your footing, you're doing it, you, the speech is speeching, you're confident, you're saying all the things that you need to say. Everyone is giving you the eyes of you're doing so well. Everyone is taking it in. And then after the speech, they come to me and they're like, oh my God, that was so good. You've done so well. A person who magnifies is not going to think about all of the great feats that they've achieved during this speech. They are only going to be focused magnifying and exaggerating the fact that they were tongue-tied and they're going to go home. I constantly asked their roommate, oh my God, did you see how people looked at me when I couldn't pronounce da da And the roommate or the partner or the friend is going to constantly tell them like, no one even noticed. I didn't even notice when he did that. We were also blown away by how confident you were. No, they're going to be, no, 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 no. I saw the way people were looking at me. They were. that is what magnification looks like in the flesh. On the other hand, minimization is a person who is looking at things through a pair of binoculars, but rather than everything looking small or exaggerated like magnifiers, everything now looks small and they tend to do this with their personal achievement so let's say you've worked so hard in getting this master's or you've worked so hard in applying for this phd program or you've worked so hard in getting whatever the big achievement is to you whatever it is that you've put in so much work to achieve a magnifier whenever they get this achievement happen they just downplay it they just downplay the importance like oh doesn't matter this person can literally find the cure for cancer develop a plan for what peace cure word hunger it's not gonna matter it's just going to be like eh, yeah like somebody else would have done that if I didn't that is what a minimizer does and for some weird reason they only do this with their personal achievement they just minimize it so this kind of lenses, in which people view things can lead to feelings of of Whatlessness can lead to feelings of anxiety. Um, this cognitive distortion can be very, very harmful in a couple of ways that I am going to be sharing with you. And magnification and minimization are the two biggest corporate in anxiety and procrastination. Where all my procrastinators are, stand up. Stand up. Magnification and minimization is the biggest corporate in procrastination. I said it again for the people at the back. For example, for a procrastinator, you magnify the difficulty of a task. and at the same time, you minimize the importance and value of getting started today, even if you only had a little time. So for my pro- so, so for several times, and I'm gonna to speak to myself, for several times where I've fallen into the loop of procrastination, is me always convincing myself. That I'm going to do it at a better time. I'm going to do it at this time where I have so much time. Why? I am minimizing the the effects that it would have if I just started. Even if I just put in five minutes right now, I would minimize that and I will magnify that this thing is going to require me to do so much hours. So I want to wait till I have this number of hours to be able to do it. Another thing, another big corporate that this, t- this type of cognitive distortion plays into will be anxiety. So, for people who have panic attacks or have anxiety attacks, they'll tend to magnify the fear of having another panic attack, and they also tend to minimize their ability to cope. Another way that co- this cognitive distortion plays into are those people who suffer with anxiety disorders. So a person would tend to magnify what causes anxiety, such as social situations, or the fear of having another panic attack, and they will minimize their ability to cope with that anxiety, anger. The person will tend to exaggerate how awful someone has been to you because you're frustrated with them and then you would minimize the positive qualities that this person has. Fear of disappointment. You magnify how awful it would look like to disappoint someone or how awful it would be if someone viewed you unfavorably or rejected you. And you tell yourself these negative opinions would spread and soon, everybody would reject you. And at the same time, you also minimize your ability to survive this possibility. And you can disappoint someone and be viewed unfavorably, but you would still survive. So what tends to happen in fear of disappointment, you also have people who um, wouldn't leave people who they're in a bad relationship with because they feel like they don't want to leave because they feel like they will never find any other person. And... Also, they minimize their ability to cope when somebody leaves them or if they leave the particular situation. But the truth is that you leave the situation, you do not get the job, somebody rejects you, somebody doesn't want to be with you, will it hurt? Oh, it's gonna hurt, but are you going to survive? Yes, you're going to survive, you're not going to die. But what happens with minimization is that you will minimize your ability to cope. Another thing that minimization and magnification plays into is feeling of worthlessness. So you magnify your flaws and your sense of worthlessness and you also minimize your strength and positive qualities and decide that there is nothing special or likable about you. I've never met, no matter how annoying the person is, I've never met one person who I didn't think, hmm, this person really does this well. I have, never, I have never met it. So sometimes when you're having that spout of unworthiness, your, your brain will magnify and exaggerate your flaws. Your brain will magnify and exaggerate that and minimize all the things that you actually do right. It also plays into procrastination, like I said before. You magnify how awful and overwhelming it would be to work on a task and that you've been putting away um, for so long, and potentially you will catastrophize it and how awful you are going to feel to even get started at that tax. And you minimize the importance of just working on it, even if it's for a short time. Another one that it plays into and this is my favorite. Yo, it's perfectionism. So you tell yourself that you shouldn't have made that mistake. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have laughed like that. If only you did not say that. If only you did not do that. You know, and you magnify it to the point that it begins to eat you. Sounds like somebody that I know. Finally, you berate yourself for the mistake, and you know you should. You know. I should have, I should have, I should, I should, I should, I should. You're shooting all around the place. Um, and then you've also fall into the trap of, you know, minimizing the importance of making mistakes and how mistakes are part of your growth and your learning process. This one. I have a PhD in doing this. I have a PhD in being able to magnify and exaggerate the m- mistake. In fact, one time I was talking to, I think my family member about something, and I was like berating myself and like, oh my God, I should have said that. Da, da, da. And she was like, it really seems to me that you feel like when you came from heaven, when you were brought into this world, they give you a manoir where you know everything and you can't make a mistake and um, I, I think the thing that I'm doing this these days is to really just lean back and just say you know what it's totally fine that you do not say that right now you know not to say that again it's totally fine that you do not do this now you know not to do it again because mistakes are part of life magnification and minimization also plays into habits and addiction so You minimize how great it will feel to experience the relief you get from said habit or addiction and you minimize the consequences of it and your ability to get through what you're struggling with. These are the ways that magnification and minimization plays into. Now, to another part of the conversation, how do you know if you are using magnification and or minimization in your life. Number one, you might be using it if you are making a mountain out of a molehill, if you are dismissing or shrinking your achievement and thinking that this achievement is no big deal. If you feel like you're looking at things through binoculars, for example, you magnify things to look bigger than they really are, but then you you minimize things to look smaller than they really are. So this gets to my favorite part. How do you get out or how do you overcome magnification and minimization? And the ways in which you get over this cognitive distortion sounds the same. They all sound the same, but it always starts with the first step of identifying what is happening. So there's an acronym that I usually would use for myself, and I usually tell other people to use, which is ICE. And it's not ICE as in immigration. It is ICE, I-C-E, I for identify the thoughts. And that was my biggest, my biggest need for this entire series, for you to know that the things that you have been doing for so long in your life is not normal. And when you know that it's not normal, you can call it out and be like, mm, I'm doing it again, mm, I'm magnifying again, mm, I'm disqualifying the positive, mm, I am overgeneralizing. You can call it. Because once you can name it, you can change it. So number one is to identify the thoughts. That's for I. And then C is to call it what it is. This is a cognitive distortion. This pattern in which I'm thinking is me magnifying. This pattern in which I'm thinking is me minimizing. This this perfectionistic streak that I have is an offshoot of the fact that I have been magnifying this saying that I think it's a mistake, I have been exaggerating it, or I have been minimizing being able to make mistakes because I'm I'm a human being and I'm not perfect, or I am magnifying this flaw that I have. I have all of this strength and I'm minimizing it. C is to be able to call it out, and E is to explore. Explore a new thought to replace it with that challenges the magnification or the minimization another tip is to step away from your thoughts and take a fresh look at the situation a lot of things are going to change in life when you can step outside of your thought sometimes you have 100 million thoughts going at the same time and you have all these pesky little voices in your head telling you oh my god this is bad but sometimes when you say you know what when you are able to shut it down in your head and you're like, let me take a step out of this and try to imagine if the situation is happening to my friend. The way I'm thinking about this now, if my friend is thinking about it like this, am I going to be like, yes, babes, you're doing the right thing? Or am I going to be like, babes, you know you're being too hard on yourself, you know? In all honesty, am I going to pull my friend to the corner and be like, you know you're beating yourself up over this thing. You don't have the ability to change it. You know you are really, really berating yourself over this particular situation. You don't have the ability to control how another person is going to feel. Would you do that for your friend? And if you think about the situation, and you put your friend in it, and you would call your friend out and be like, no, 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 the way that you're thinking about it is not good for you. The way you are going about this situation is not going to help you. Then take that same loving advice and that same compassion and give it to yourself. We have an episode on the pod that is called "Um." the reality of self-compassion, a lot of times I see, and it even happens with me, sometimes I get so hard on myself and I'm I'm just beating myself up, oh, you should have done this, da da da, da da, and sometimes I just need to pat myself and be like, babes, you know that you are just here like everybody else, you know everything. You know that you're allowed to make mistakes you know you're allowed to grow from the mistakes that you've learned you know that you're allowed to fall f- billions of times the thing is they are going to pick yourself up and you're going to learn and i you know i call myself to all that and i speak to myself kindly gently as i would a friend even in the situation of giving myself tough love over certain things calling myself out and telling myself the truth and being accountable, I still do it with compassion. And this is the recipe that a lot of us are missing, being able to speak to yourself with compassion, being able to speak to yourself as a best friend would, even if you've never had a best friend. When you think about having a best friend or when you think about the way you speak to your friends when they are going through things, now flip it flip it, and reverse it and speak to yourself like that. So when you introduce compassion into your vocabulary, okay, um, we're not lazy, we rested. We rested because our body needs rest. Now you make a plan to be able to finish the work that you're supposed to do. We are not, you know, you introduce kindness. Because the truth is that we cannot give what we don't have. So you're not kind with yourself. How are you going to be kind with other people? It's called self-love for a reason. It's called self-compassion for a reason. Because you have to start from yourself. And sometimes even um, for like the parents who listens to the podcast, you're a mom, you're a dad, you're putting yourself up, you're like, oh my God. And sometimes you need to give yourself a pat in your back that you're doing the best that you can, you know. You can't be in 500 million places at the same time. You need to speak to yourself with kindness, speak to yourself with love, speak to yourself with compassion, and just tell yourself that I'm doing the best that I can at the moment, one of my favorite, and I said it on here before, one of my favorite things to tell myself is that if I knew better, I would have done better, and now that I know better, I'm going to move in that way because I'm going to do better, and if I didn't do better before, it's because I didn't know better, you know, you need to be able to introduce self-compassion in how you speak to yourself and how you view um, you view things through the lens of self-compassion, and it really does make all of the difference. So now to reiterate how to overcome magnification and minimization is the acronym ICE. Number one, identify the thought, I for identify. Number two, call it what it is, Call it the cognitive distortion that is, I'm magnifying, I'm minimizing. E, explore new thoughts to replace it with that challenges the magnification and or minimization. Bonus tip: step away from your thoughts and take a fresh look at the situation. Keep in mind the thoughts are just. Keep in mind that your thoughts are just an interpretation and may not accurately. Reflect the situation, and last but not the least, introduce self-compassion into your vocabulary. I really hope it and I really hope that this has helped somebody out to be able to understand why they think the way they think and why they do the things that they do if you've learned something from the pod today do not forget to share it on social media don't forget to tell a friend don't forget to like share subscribe because it really does help us on here on instagram on twitter Wherever you listen to the pod, do not forget to give it a thumbs up, leave a review, leave a rating, and, you know, do what you need to do. Until next week, my name is Ajayi. This is a Therapy Thursday show. You really should be a lot kinder to yourself, you know. Bye for now.